and gentlemen, all the way from Maputo, Mozambique, my dear friend, Bishop Frank Otre. Give him a... Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Are you glad that you are a member of this church? Are you excited to be part of such a beautiful family? Such an exciting family? I tell you, you have a beautiful church with beautiful people. Everything about this place is just beautiful and exciting. And I think we must honor this great man of God for creating such a family atmosphere. Hallelujah. Pastor Jimmy, God bless you for availing yourself to build this great ministry. Indeed, it's Harvest Family Church. You can feel the family spirit. Hallelujah. I don't know why you want to leave a church like this. I mean, who is that person? Who is thinking of leaving the church? I mean, you can lay hands on someone and say, be delivered in the name of Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah. Please, can you turn off this light? It's disturbing my eyes. If you can do something about it. Thank you. You know, but we, we are really, I'm really blessed and um, I'm so honored to be here and to see what God is doing. You know, Pastor Jimmy is someone that inspires all of us. I mean, when I say all of us, the UD, the UD churches, you know, because he is an outsider in terms of the denomination, but he copies so well. I tell you, I mean, he, he copies so well that if you are not careful, you who is a son of the house, you will look funny. <laughs> I tell you, Pastor Jimmy, I think that you may be competing with our father bishop that when it comes to copying, because you have copied so well. You have your singer Ida singing beautifully. You know. Revival at seven. I thought I was I had to remind myself that I am not in Ghana. Because the spirit, the atmosphere, everything is just the same in Accra. And I tell you, it's a sign that your father is carrying a great mantle. And is moving with speed to catch up and to achieve great things for the Lord. So you are blessed to be under such a great man of God. Under great leadership. Hallelujah. And I salute his wonderful wife and all the pastors who are assisting and helping him to build and to do this great work. Hallelujah. I also want to salute Dr. Daswit. It's good to see you and to have you around. City of transformation. I tell you, you know, and all your wonderful pastors are here and I want to admire your friendship with Pastor Jimmy. I mean, you are more than brothers. It's so nice. Hallelujah. And um, I pray that God will continue to bless your friendship and bless your ministries. Amen. Can we lift up our hands and just pray for some few minutes and ask God to speak to you?
to bless you with his word. You will never be the same again as you sit under the feet of Jesus and to hear the engrafted word of God which is able to build your soul and to give you an inheritance among the saints. In the name of Jesus, Father, we bless you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Can you speak in tongues for some few minutes? Speak in tongues. Just speak in tongues for some few minutes. Just speak in tongues. Manda la brando, Saint Delebrende. Mandele Brenda, Caracoto, Saint Telebrende, Caposhi, Carabranda, Mizandele Brenda, Caboshi, Cabarando, Saint Telebrende, She Carabrando, Saint Delebrenda, Carabrando, Setaya, Mizandele Brende, Bandoro Bronde, Shin Carabranda, Sinkelebrende, Shin Cabarando, Zendele Brende, Holy Spirit of God, Mazanda, Lebronde, Cabo, Setele, Landele, we lose this atmosphere for your word to come forth in. Power in the name of Jesus. Sanda lebrenga, kondo lebrende, renka tabaya baba. Hallelujah. Holy are you, Lord? All creation calls you God. Let's sing together. Lord, we bow and worship. 
Lift up your hands, let's sing King of Kings. King of Kings, God of love. Savior, Redeemer, soon coming. King of Kings, King of Kings, Lord of love, everlasting. Savior, Redeemer, soon coming. King of Kings, King of Kings, Lord of love, everlasting. Savior, Redeemer, you for your awesome presence in this place speak to us revive us tonight in Jesus mighty name amen you may be seated please hallelujah beautiful I want to encourage you to be around tomorrow evening and Tuesday evening because it's going to be too nice of powerful impartation hallelujah so do all you can to make sure that tomorrow you don't miss our service our revival conference day two and then the last day very very important turn with me to matthew chapter 11 verse 12 This is one of the scriptures I believe. At least you have been in the church for more than three months. You should be able to know this scripture. Amen. Can we all read together? One go. Hallelujah. And from the days of John the Baptist until now. Say until now. What does it mean when you say until now? Today. Right now. Even as we are talking. As we are seated here. Is that what it means? The kingdom of heaven suffereth violence. Say violence. And the violent take it by force. Hallelujah. So my topic this evening is from this scripture and the word violence. And I'm using the Greek word. You know, the Bible was translated from the Greek to English in the New Testament. And then the Old Testament from Hebrew. Amen. So sometimes when you want to understand the meaning of a particular word in the New Testament, you may have to go to look for the original word from the Greek to give you a deeper understanding of what that word means. So the Greek word for the word violence and the violent taken by force is biazo. Say biazo. B-I-A-Z-O. Biazo. It means to be seized. To force into. 
Amen. To be seized, to be forceful, to force into. And then that word, the violent, it means the forcer. The forcer. The one who forces. The one who exerts pressure to seize the moment and to seize the opportunity. It also means to press harder in a violent way. Now, Jesus is giving us a very powerful principle and a key when it comes to achieving things in the kingdom of God. You need to be very forceful. There is nothing that comes so easily when it comes to the work of God and the kingdom of God. Look, when I hear people criticizing pastors, these people are doing church for money and whatever. If you like, you to go and do some for money and see whether the money will come. No problem. But you are also looking for money. If you think that Pastor Jimmy is doing this work for money. You have to go and start a church with the mission and the vision to have money and see where you end yourself. You'll be surprised. <laughs> it is not an easy thing to, to achieve anything when it comes to the kingdom of God. Not easy. Everything is achieved through a forceful means. If you are not forceful, you don't have a violent spirit, the kind of faith that makes you rise up and press until things are done, you can't achieve anything. The spirit of Biazo is your greatest key in achieving anything for the kingdom of God. And I will explain to you why you need Biazo. You need this forceful spirit. Because I tell you, life itself is not easy. How much more when it comes to the things of God? When it comes to church, eh? Look, Jesus said, I will build my church. And there's a reason why he said he will build his church. Because if... He had decided to leave us to build his church. We will fail miserably. Because the kind of forces that are released from the gate of hell. You see, when we talk about the gate of hell, we are talking about all the demonic entities that are assigned to take people to hell. They are released against the church. They come in full force to prevail against the church to make the church useless and not to be able to achieve anything to do anything so jesus said i will build and i will make sure that this thing about the gate of hell they don't prevail against it so this is what makes the work of god very challenging and very difficult because as you are trying to build the church there are forces there are demonic powers they are entities, spiritual powers, principalities, wicked spirits, opposition. Some 
evil spirit, they enter into human beings. That's why one day Jesus warned the disciples, he said, beware of men. He didn't say beware of demons. Beware of men. Because a man can be possessed with the devil himself like Judas. The Bible says, and Satan entered into him. He entered. He was a good guy. He was an apostle. He was a faithful apostle from the beginning. Until Satan entered into him. And when Satan entered into him, he changed. He suddenly changed. He suddenly turned into a betrayer. A nice guy who had been around. Working closely with Jesus. Assisting the ministry of Jesus. As soon as the devil entered into him, he changed. He became a betrayer. He became a murderer. Suddenly. So you see that. Even as you are sitting here. There are demons that are trying to enter into and influence you. And turn a nice guy like you. Into something that we can't recognize. Yes. It will never happen to you in Jesus name. Yes. I tell you. So everything you see that we are under demonic attack. Everybody. Pastors. Assistant pastors. You see pastors who start so well in ministry. And then suddenly they shift. And then they become something else. So what I'm trying to say is that the kingdom of heaven uh, to achieve anything for God, to be able to break through, to operate and do things that are recommendable and to achieve things, you need a certain spirit. You need a forceful spirit. You need the spirit of piazzo. Without it, you will just be there and be someone who is just wishing for things to happen and nothing happens until you have this spirit so I will quickly give you why Biazo why Biazo, why do you need this forceful spirit why do you have to be a forceful Christian someone with a violent spirit spiritual violence I'm not talking about physical violence I'm talking about spiritual violence it's like you are so violent spiritually that you don't sit there and see the enemy walk around you and mess up things in your life no why Biazo? Luke 16 verse 16 the law and the prophets were until John since that time the kingdom of God is preached and every man presseth into it. Say every man. Press it into it. That word press it is the word biazo. It's the same word. Biazo. If you check, if you have a dictionary, Greek dictionary, you check, you see. The first reason why biazo is so important for you and for all of us is that <laughs> with that biazo, you can press into the kingdom of God. You see, when Pastor Jimmy was speaking about his cousin, he went to meet him in a church. He was so sanctimonious and whatever. And many people think that to be a Christian, that's the form you must take. You know, as soon as you enter into the church, 
You are quiet. You bow a bit. You kneel down. You sit quietly. You sleep a bit. You wake up. And then you flow. So then you have, you, have, you have come. You have gone to church. That's not church. The kingdom of God is preached. And every man, every man present. These are the words of Jesus. People who are going to make it to heaven are people who are present. I tell you, many Christians are lazy. I tell you. You see, to be able to make it to heaven, you need to press. It's not, it's not as easy as that. I'm telling you. Satan is fighting against you so hard to take you to hell. He has not stopped. You see, he tried to stop you from giving your life to Christ. Then he failed. Now his greatest aim is to make sure that you fall. Is to make sure that you, you don't make it at the end. So that's what the Bible says that the beginning of a thing does not matter. It's the end thereof that matters. The end thereof. So if you don't have this spirit of Biazo, where you are ready to press, not to give up, to be forceful, forceful in prayer, forceful in the word, forceful in everything that will help you and guide you to enter into the kingdom, you'll be left behind. The kingdom of God is preached and every man present. Everybody is present. I don't know how how serious you are when it comes to look, I will tell you something. eh? After all is said and done, you must make it to heaven. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. If the rapture should take place, eh, we should not, you, should, you should not be left behind. Yes. That's why Paul said, I don't want to be a castaway after I've preached to others. No. You see, you can preach to others. You can lead people to Christ. But you can easily be left behind. I mean, Peter was an apostle. Peter and the disciple Judas... He was an apostle. He was meant to sit on the 12 thrones that Jesus promised the disciples. He had a destiny in heaven. There was a seat waiting for him in heaven. But he missed it. He missed it. You must be eternity conscious. I'm telling you. We are encouraged to serve God, to do the work of God, but I need you to be eternity minded. That whatever you have to do, you see, you have to press that in the end, you make it to heaven. That's why in Luke 13, 24, Luke 13, 24, it says, strive to enter in at the straight gate. That way, strive to force your way to achieve something. Strive in at the straight gate. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. But you, you must strive, 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 strive. Be forceful. Don't let anything discourage you or be an impediment against you entering into the kingdom of God. There are people who started with us in this church. Ten years ago, 
If they were around, they would have been pastors. They would have been great pillars of this ministry. But some way, somehow, they are not here. And we don't know where they are. And it's possible that many of them are backslidden. It's possible that many of them are drunkards. It's possible. When you allow the spirit of offense and bitterness to take you out of a church, we can predict your future. Oh, yes. We can predict your future. One of the greatest weapons the devil has used to destroy many capable people who could have become ministers and vessels in the hands of God is bitterness, offense, hurts. I tell you, hurts have destroyed and destroyed people's calling, removed people from the church more than fornication. Oh, yes. I mean, some of you even this morning fornicated, but you are here. You have been dancing and singing and shouting and screaming. You have not left the church. But there's somebody who is not in church today because he was offended last week. Fornication doesn't take people out of church. It's offense, bitterness, and unforgiveness that blow people out of the will of God. Yes. It's true. That's what Paul said. Let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. He talks about two sins, sins of the spirit and sins of the flesh. One of the major sins you must avoid and pray so hard to avoid in your life is sins of the spirit. Yeah. As well as sins of the flesh, but sins of the from my little experience in ministry, I realized that sins of the spirit, so when you talk about sins of the spirit, there are sins you can't see. They are in the heart. Pride, unforgiveness, bitterness, hate, arrogance, selfishness. Things that people can look at you and say, Ah, you have this problem. As against sins of the flesh. If you are drunk, we all know that you are drunk. If you for, commit fornication right now, I mean it's just a matter of time to come out. Evidence will be there. Before a woman is carrying a baby, this is the fruit of your, your labor. Yes. That's what I say. He that committed fornication, a wound and a dishonor would he get and his reproach shall never be wiped away. So, the evidence will be there. We'll see. We'll see. But be afraid of sins of the spirit because God is a spirit and he relates with us spiritually. To be a lion, you have to be a, to, to live with a lion, you have to be a lion. So if God is a spirit, it's been a part of you that relates with God is your spirit. So if you sin against your spirit, suddenly you lose the presence of God. That's why when you are bitter, you can't pray. When you are bitter, you can't do anything. You can't sleep, you can't pray. Coming to church becomes a problem. You see that your Christianity goes down because of sins of the spirit. So even because you see, Jesus said in Matthew 6, verse 14 and 15, he said, if you don't forgive men of their trespasses, your heavenly father will also not forgive you of your sins. And can you live in this world and nobody hurting you or sinning against you? No. Jesus says, offenses must need come. You'll be offended. But you see, if you have the man to press, to press, to bezel yourself into the kingdom. If you are eternity minded and your mind is like, look, I will never allow anything to stop me from making it to heaven. It 
matter what somebody says against you. It doesn't matter what you accuse about. You want to let it go and press your way to become what God wants you to become and to go to where God wants you to be. Yes. Yes. It's a certain mind you have to have. And you have to, you have to even train yourself to have a certain mind that there are people in your life, they can never offend you. And one of them is your pastor. Oh yes. It's a decision you must make. That anybody can offend me except my pastor. My pastor can do anything. Look, as I'm here, it's a decision I took many years ago. I said, my father, Bishop Dakiwad Mills, can never and will never offend me. It doesn't matter what he says and what he doesn't say, what he doesn't what It can never offend me. It's a decision. There are people like that. You, you have to decide. Your pastor who has loved you, cared for you, built a church for you, officiated your wedding, helped you, counseled you, prayed for you, done so much for you. How can he offend you? How can he offend you? Just because you did something, he faced you. And you felt that, no, what you were being faced about, it was not really the, 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 how the situation was. Look, sometimes you are faced wrongly. But accept it because sometimes too, you did wrong things, you were not faced. So you were not faced. So just, you know, yes, just replace it with that one and we'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> how many have done something wrong and it's like your pastor closed his eye, he didn't do anything about it? Yes. Many times. As if he didn't see. He was quiet about it and he, he was flowing with you as though he didn't do anything wrong. But he saw it. So if once in a while he faced you on something you felt you didn't do. I mean just remember the last one and then just say oh maybe God allowed it to just substitute it for. Yes. Don't, don't, don't have an oblique mind. You can't, you can't the church and you are so sensitive and you are so carnal that every little thing you are angry. Why did the person say this to me? Why did he call me and then use me as a bad example of a bad example? Why did he do every time you are you know you are too sensitive. You are too alive. Die to yourself and be humble. Yes. Be humble. You are so some way that we know we have to always be careful when we are talking to you. And when we are dealing with you. Because you are too sensitive. And very analytical. So your father cannot call you and correct you in a certain way. Why should it be like that? Tell someone I need Biazo. Yes. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. You have to force forgive people. Give people. You want to, you, Jesus said the same man is not greater than his master. The people he loved, cared for. Look at the way they treated him. And he has few minutes to enter into heaven. And you wanted him to hold grudge against them. It was an attack on his, on his spirit. The devil wanted him to be better. As he was dead, they were just laughing at him. He said, you are the son of God. You are this, you are that. Prove to us, show us. Do something. If you are. But Jesus decided that he would never be like that Chinese, Chinese Jesus. You know the story of the Chinese Jesus? 
Oh, Pastor Jimmy, you haven't told them. Yes. You should go and watch a movie. Chinese people were acting Jesus' movie. Yeah. And the guy, the Jesus who was the Chinese Jesus, when they were crucifying him, the people were laughing at him and they were making comments and mocking and all those things. He told them, wait, 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 wait. in other words, be quiet. What you are doing, you are, you are really infuriating me. I don't like what you are doing. And the people were still doing, nya, 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 nya. Oh, before they realized, all the nails came down. He came from the cross. He started booting them. Choo, 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 choo. He killed all of them and went back to the cross. Hey! Just don't be a Chinese Jesus. again but Jesus is a father forgive them they don't know what they are doing learn to make excuses for people yes learn to make excuses for people so you live long Bitterness destroys you. It doesn't destroy the one you are bitter against. Yes. Look at Hebrews chapter 12 verse 15. Looking diligently. Looking diligently. Lest any man fail of the grace of God. You see what can make you fail of the grace of God is bitterness. And there's nobody here who doesn't need the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness springing, springing up trouble you and thereby many be defied. He says, search into your spirit, your heart so well to see if there's any root of bitterness in you and root it out because if you leave, leave it, it will trouble you. You see, any weapon that comes into the hand of a man is aimed at somebody but not so with a weapon of bitterness it's turned to your own soul and it destroys it troubles you have you not realized that you came to church somebody did something and you were so bored so angry and when you went to you couldn't sleep meanwhile the person is in his house and you are rolling on your bed this guy you have even lost appetite it's troubling you thereby many be defied so it's a decision you have to make it's part of the pressing it's part of the forcefulness yes no offense I'll be offended because I'm a human being but when I'm offended I'll let it go I will flow. I don't get angry. Yes. I, I will not. I, I will not slang. I will not. Slang. Uh, you know, it's so amazing. As I've been around in our church and with the bishop, I've seen people who slam the doors against him. After eighteen years, they have come back kneeling there and begging and begging. 
and they have become nothing. And they are nothing. They have nothing. And if they had stayed, if they had been around, they would be mega bishops with mega cathedrals and mega churches. Yes. And this is what the devil wants to do to many of us here. Yes. He wants you to get better. They chose others who were not chosen. They said you were going to sing. When you came, they didn't allow you to sing. Somebody sang. <laughs> Pastor Jimmy, I left this church about 20 years ago. I stopped the church for three weeks. I was a member of the choir. And we, were, we have been preparing for a convention. And I was new in the church. And I was going to stand on the stage and sing, perform. My mind was not to, to, to worship God. I wanted people to see that, look, the glory of God is upon my life. <laughs> so I invited all my friends. So even the invitation to bring my friends was for a personal reason. I wanted to come and see that I'm a big guy in the church. And my shepherd had told us that brothers are coming with black trousers and white shirt. And I came with blue trousers and white shirt. So when he saw me, he said, Frank, you are not dressed well. You can't come on stage. I thought she was joking. <laughs> now they invited the choir. Let's welcome the mega choir to come and say, oh, I got up. Come on. When I got, I was climbing the stairs. He said, no, 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 go back, go back, go back, go back, go back. Go back. And my friends were sitting there. And when I look at their face, they were all laughing at me. As I was sitting, I up to today, I don't even remember who preached and what was preached. But I was in the service. I was bored, angry, bitter, and I said to myself, when we share the grace, that will be the last time I will ever come to the church. Yes. And I stayed three weeks in the house without coming to the church. I stopped church. Can you imagine if God had not shown me mercy and went back to church? Do you think I'll be standing here today? Do you think I'll be what I am today? No. No. Meanwhile, what the leader did was the right thing to do. I was stubborn. I was somewhere. Come with black trousers. Come with. And the reason why I came with blue trousers because I like that blue trousers. You are in the church. You have an independent spirit. You want to just, you want to just flow in the church like a free atom. Do whatever you want. We will not allow that in the church. Yes, you can't. You can't just misbehave and do what you want to do in the church. No, there's a leader. There's a shepherd, and the shepherd, the the symbol of a shepherd is the rod, and the rod is for correction. That's why phlegmatic people can't build churches. Yeah. And phlegmatic says, oh, it's okay, leave him. One day he will change. The spirit of God will touch him and he will turn into another leaf. Don't worry, these people, they are like that too. My friend, we don't build churches like that too. Jesus entered the church, the people were misbehaving. He took a whip. He started whipping, beating, turning tables and everybody was running heter skater. That's a stretch. Yeah. And you see, you must learn to separate your personality from issues. 
when you are dealt with, we are not dealing with your personality. We are, we are dealing with the issue. Because if you don't learn to separate issues from your personality, you will feel that you are being attacked, you are not liked, you are not wanted, and that's why you want to leave the church. Yes. We like you. We've been praying for you to be in the church, to be saved, to be in the church, for God to use you. Why do you think Pastor Jimmy will come and will just want to say something so that you leave the church? He's dealing with the issue. He's not dealing with your personality. Get it right into your head. Yes. Am I helping you? Yes. So you got to press. Press to be a singer. Press to do what you got to do. Be forceful. To enter into the kingdom. Yes. Strive to enter. Narrow is the gate that leads to life. The gate to life is so narrow that you have to force and squeeze. If you have a spiritual pot belly, you have to gym and do different spiritual activities to squeeze down your pot belly because the gate is so narrow that if you joke, you can't enter. You can't press to enter. Yes. Tell somebody, I now know why I need Biazo. I now know why I need Biazo. To press into the kingdom. Hallelujah. Number two, why you need Biazo? It is the only way to move to the next level. To move to the next level of your life, your spirituality, your ministry, your mission, your purpose. You need the spirit of Biazo. You need a forceful spirit. Philippians 3.14 I press toward the mark. I press. That word press is the word Biazo. I press toward the mark for the price of the high calling. In Christ. Jesus. The mark for the price of the high calling. He said there's a high calling. Meant for me. There are higher levels of ministry. He said where I am. Eh? To attain that high calling. I need to press. I need to I need to push hard. I need to work hard. I need to exert much effort. Huh? There's a difference among ministries. As I came here, I've been so impressed. I can see that Pastor Jimmy is pressing for the high calling. He's pressing. He's pressing. The building alone is a sign that he's pressing. It's not a small thing. What he's doing there is not a small thing. <laughs> That's why people don't build. Because it's a higher calling to have a cathedral. Many people come and make a lot of noise, drive big cars, and build nothing for God. Yes, I'm telling you. Because to move from a place of where you are renting to now own a property, 
Like you own your land. It's a, it's a higher calling. Before you even talk about building. I'm telling you. You can rent till Jesus come. It's not a small thing. <laughs> if you are not forceful. Pastor, if you are not forceful. You, you will just stay, remain in the same place. You need the spirit of Biazo. That's what Paul said. Look, I press toward. I'm pressing. I can see a higher calling. I can see something higher and bigger than where I am and what I'm doing. And to get there, I need to press hard. I need to press hard. The kingdom of God is not for lazy people. It's not for lazy people. If you are lazy, you have so many excuses in your mind. You have thousands, even when God speaks to you, you have thousands of reasons why it cannot be done. Because you are not willing to press. You are not willing to move to the next level. Oh yes. To find a land. You have to press. You have to press. You have to make great effort. I remember when I had to look for a land. From morning to evening. Morning to evening. One of my pastors said, Bishop, have you realized that this day we are not able to pray? I said, this one is also part of the work of God. Looking for a place. Setting off early in the morning. And moving around. Going from every place and every location. It's part of the work. If you are lazy, you will just be sitting at home. So I'm praying. I've been praying about it. I've been praying about it. Come on. Let's be serious. Get up and get to the job. And now to get the land and to put the structure on it. Yes, another person. And to have the big building and now fill it with souls. It's another person. And to finish that one and start other churches. I am doing two, two cathedrals now. I've just finished one. I've just roofed one. I'm about to start another one in another city in Maputo. Yes. And my bishop has told me that I should build 12 cathedrals. Yes. 12 cathedrals. We stopped clapping for ourselves a long time ago. Oh, yeah. That's one thing I like about my, my, my father. He will never, ever, ever allow you to settle for. It's nothing. He will let you feel that it's nothing. You have done nothing. You have done nothing. And it's true. You have done nothing. People carry a clapping there, whatever. Oh, we have stopped clapping for ourselves a long time ago. Now we are pressing to build 12 cathedrals. And it's not a joke. To get lands, pay for the lands. I'm leaving the cathedral in Maputo. We are leaving to build a bigger one in Maputo, the Maputo. The land alone is $70,000. To build a 5,000 seater and leave that glorious thing that oh, you put on Facebook. Oh, come on. There's something higher. Higher than what you have done. So what I'm trying to say is that where you are today, eh, to the next level of your life, a ministry, you need Biazo. You need Pressing, press, say pressing. Yes. You need pressing. You need great determination and effort to break through and to 
launch out and press hard to move to the next level. Don't settle for what you, where you are. That's why many of you, you can't become shepherds and pastors because you don't want to press. There are people who have been here tonight, but they are not pressing. So they are not here to hear what we are even saying. Yeah, they are sleeping. They are watching novellas and different things. They can't give themselves. They can't make themselves available to be trained and to be used. They cannot. When say we are having shepherd's training, we are going for a camp. They come up with so many excuses. When say we are going for a picnic, we are going to eat and drink and have recreation and have what well, that one you see them. Yes. They press for useless things. But when it comes to things that will elevate their status in the eyes of God and bring them higher and closer to God and to spiritual attainment, you see their laziness. They don't have the even they don't even have the interest. But Paul said, for me, I've forgotten about those things which are behind though. Huh? I did I built a cathedral. I went now there are higher things. And I'm pressing toward. Forget about what you have achieved in the past. Stop referring. They are backsliding Christians in time past. You know, those days when we used to pray for five hours and ten hours. You are a backslider, please. In him, in whom in him we live, we move, and have our being. There's no stagnation in Jesus. In your work with God, we move. There's movement with God. There's movement. And so that when I look at Bishop Dark, the speed at which he moves is dangerous. It's dangerous. You see something you are copying on, he has, he has gone ahead with another thing. The one you have not finished, a new thing has come. So if you are not forceful, you'll be left behind. You'll be left behind. New things are being found. New books are coming up. Oh, I'll read the book. There's a book, Double Mega Missionary Church. All the things he's doing to build his first life church, he has written all of them in that book. Oh, that book will bless you, Pastor. You will know what to do. Many of the things you are copying, but we don't understand. But when you read the book, say, so, ah, so this is it. You have to press. Some of you have excuses. Huh? Excuses. My mother says, my father says, my dad, my wife says, my dad, my dad, my dad. My friend, Jesus will never lower the standard for you. There's a place for living. A father, mother, even a wife, husband, children. When I wanted to be a missionary, I finished school. My family wanted me to travel abroad. That's the plan they had for me. And I knew God had called me. Then the bishop said to me, you know what? Finish school quickly and come. Come and work in the church. Is that what you want to do with your life? I said, yes, daddy. He said, come quickly. So I finished school. I went back to my city. I said bye-bye to my family. I said, I'm sorry. I know you have good plans for me. I finished school. This, but this is what I want to do with my life. I ran back to the city of Accra. I didn't know anybody there. I've not been promised accommodation. I had to go and look for somebody to patch with. Somebody to stay with. Because see, I'm pressing to be in the ministry. I'm pressing. Fighting. 
So I had a friend who had a small, I mean, the whole family had just a living room and then a small corner somewhere in the house and then the main, the main, the, the sleeping room, which was for the father and the mother. And then this, my friend, was just with a small bed squeezing himself somewhere in the corner of the house. And then the rest of his siblings were sleeping on the floor in the, in the living room. And I went to enjoy myself to him. I said, brother, I want to squeeze you out. Can you help me to squeeze myself? I, I need to be in the ministry. I need to be in Accra. I can't give myself excuses. And so, you know, I, I'm not from Accra. I don't have any family and relative. So even when I come, I don't know where I'm going to stay. So um, anyway, when I get accommodation, I'll come. No. I didn't want to miss the opportunity. I stayed there. I was working in the church. The bishop told me, your full-time work starts from now, but you're a volunteer. You're going to work, no salary, no money will be given to you. As to what you eat, what you wear, where you... It has nothing to do with me. Yes. Some of you would have said, eh, so okay. Then, then therefore... I'll be praying about if God makes a way and I find a job, I find a place to stay and I get some, somebody to support me with some funds, then I will come. I said, no problem, daddy. I'm here. I worked in the church. I worked in his office. Then at a point, I became a vicar. A vicar of the cathedral. Cleaning the, the church. Locking doors. Opening doors. Making sure that things work. Doing security work. Cleaning the toilet. I finished university. I was even a pastor in the university. I was pastoring our church there. About 700 people. But here I, I was. Running around. Anytime, you, you, anytime anybody saw me, you see me sweating. My work involved running. You can't walk. The work of a baker, you can't walk. You have to be running. Solving issues. We are coming to have a service. Suddenly the generator is not working. Meanwhile, in Ghana, we have what is called Dumso. Lights off. The lights goes off for five hours. It comes on for two hours those days. And the whole cathedral, we are going, we know that the lights will go off any moment from now. And the generator that is supposed to give us light, suddenly a demon has entered into the generator. It's not working. Yes. Saturday night, I will go and I'll Turn on the generator, it will be working. Dum, 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 dum. I say, yeah. You are ready for tomorrow's service. Then early Sunday morning, I'll go and try it again. You turn on. He say, I won't come. <laughs> hey! And the whole cathedral, and I'm in charge. You can't give me any excuse. And the people who repair the generator, they don't work on Sundays and Saturdays. And their phones are off. That's where I realized that eh, demons can enter even into machines. I'm telling you. Yes. One day my iPad, I had so many things on my iPad I was using. The iPad went off. It said it won't come on again. I brought repairs. Oh, Bishop, buy a new one. It's, it's, it's over. I look at it. And say, ah. So all the things I have on this iPad, I've lost all of them. Important things, books, videos. I mean, I said, no, 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 this is a demon. So one night I was praying, I took the iPad. I look at it. I say, in the name of Jesus, every demon has entered, come out now. 
When I turned off the iPad, the iPad came back. Hey! The iPad came back. A condemned iPad. Suddenly. And it's been working up to now. Yes. I tell you. volunteer worker running around cleaning, wiping and doing different things. One day the bishop said, you know I'm sending to Mozambique so your wife, your beloved should come down. My beloved used to live in England. She should come down now so that you marry and go. So I took my phone. I said, daddy, when, when do you want us to marry? He said, you should come now and marry quickly so that you can go. I'm waiting for you to marry. If you don't marry, I won't send you. You see, now another person is coming. we have just finished school, both of us were supposed to travel together and I stayed to be in the ministry. She should go and look for money. She got there, she got a job. She worked for only abroad, England. Living in her sister's house. Had a good job. So I called her, I said, baby, you know what? You have to stop everything you are doing and come back now. So why now? I said, because now is acceptable time. <laughs> hey! I just got a job. I just came to England. I'm supposed to be here for at least six months. I have a two-year working holiday visa. I said, plans have changed. Stop everything you are doing and come now. He said, but if I come, what are we going to use to marry? Because you are there, you are working as a volunteer. I also don't, even the money to buy ticket, my father gave it to me and I have, I have plans to give back the money to him. I said, it doesn't matter. Come down now. So she went and spoke to her sister. Her sister called me. Also from England. Oh, Frank, oh, your, your beloved said this and that. I would advise that. Take your time. She just got a good job. This, I said, Madam. <laughs> Madam. <laughs> Madam. You too, where are you from? Shut up. Shut up. I told my beloved, I said, listen. There is, like Americans would say, we don't negotiate with terrorists. There's no negotiation in this matter. Either you come down now or the relationship is over. Yes. This is a woman I have been chasing for four good years. She bounced me three times. And I still said, no way. You are the baby. You are the only mosquito in my net. Until you say yes, I will never leave you alone. And now she has fallen for me. She has given her heart to me. I am threatening her with living. Biazo. I said, don't, don't, don't. I said, don't feel bad. You can stay there. You can marry a lawyer, a bank manager, a medical doctor, 
a businessman. No problem. But if you want to marry me, come down now. And I gave her a deadline. It was December. I said by the end of January, if you are not here, it's over. Few weeks ago, I was there. After few weeks after, I was there. I said, "I just bought my ticket. I'm coming." I said, "I'm watching you." <laughs> if I, people told me that, do you think your wife, your beloved, will come? Do you think she will come? I said, "If she loves me enough, she will come." And finally, she came. February, first of February, she was in. She was in Ghana. April. 30th of April, by 2.55 p.m., I was kissing her before the altar. Five minutes to 10 p.m., we're holding ourselves in bed. Tell somebody, I'm pressing. I am pushing. I am forcing. Yes. I got married. I said, Daddy, now I am married. Was it good? Now you can move to the next level of your life and ministry. You are going as a full-time missionary to Mozambique. Come, let me pray for you. He prayed for me, bought a ticket for me, and I went. And he said, when you settle, then your wife joins you. But you see, because the fire was so strong, when we got married, I was a sharpshooter. Because I have been burning from school days. So when I fired, I tell you, I didn't miss. She was on contraceptive, but you see, what was coming from me was too potent that nothing could stop it. Before she realized she was pregnant. Biazo is working in every department of my life. I see you walking the spirit of Biazo. Nothing will stop you. You are unstoppable from today. You are moving from the next from, from where you are to the next level of your life. God is taking you higher by the spirit of Biazo. You shall overcome mountains. You will cross rivers. You overcome valleys. The crooked places shall be made straighter. Receive the spirit of Biazo. I left Accra 25th of August 2005, 10.55 p.m. South African Airways. There I was flying. By 10.40 a.m. 26th of August 2005, I was in Maputo. I arrived there with only a suitcase full of books and tapes. (laughs) With only one, you see, those days, there were no iPads. To put books on and videos. No, no, no. It was cassette, audio cassette and CDs. Had only one jacket. And that was a jacket. And three clothes. The rest were books, tapes, and Bibles. 
I arrived, the immigration custom officers went through my things. They saw the tapes, plenty of tapes. They said, are you coming to sell tapes here? I said, these are not tapes. These are seeds I have come to sow into Mozambique. had my father's seeds. The seeds my father have put in my hands. I arrived there. Didn't know anybody. No English. Nobody speaks English in Mozambique. Now people are speaking, learning to how to live. Nobody, you will not even, if you meet one person who can say, my name is. That's a breakthrough for you. Yes. You meet somebody. Hello, do you speak English? When you say, do you speak English? They hear English, they start running away. They speak Portuguese. Nos falamos Portuguese. Se non pode falar Portuguese. Non pode falar nada. No Mozambique. I say we speak Portuguese in Mozambique. If you can't speak a word in Mozambique, you cannot live there. You can't stay there. That's what I'm telling you. But you see, that was my opportunity. God has given opportunity to do something for him. To be great. To build a church. To build cathedrals. To raise people. Today on Sunday, we have 2,500 people. With pastors, 43 churches in the country. In the 14 years I've been there. I could have given myself excuses. Oh, you know the language, the place, the people, they don't speak the language. I don't know where it's going to work. Maybe I should go to South Africa or go to an English-speaking country. I said, look, I need to press. I must press to speak the language. I must press to understand the language. I must press to learn the culture of the people. And none of these things are easy to do. But with the spirit of Biazo. I said with the spirit of Biazo. My first time I went out to do evangelism. I walked around for about six hours. I could not get even one soul, one soul, one soul to speak to. I was depressed. So I went, I said I'm going to school. I went to school for three months to learn Portuguese. And when I got the basis, I said, I cannot be coming here every day from morning to afternoon. Whatever I've learned is enough. I'm going back to the road and learn the roadside Portuguese with my broken Portuguese. So now I'll sit down and I'll write in English John 3.16 and memorize in Portuguese. How to say the sinner's prayer. How to lead somebody to Christ. I wrote all of them. And I memorized them. Then I memorized this phrase. Please. Please. Por favor. Quero falar contigo. Só para cinco minutos. Please. I want to speak to you for only five minutes. Then I said. Por favor. Não, não, não me pergunta nada. As I'm talking for you for five. Don't ask me any question. Because if you ask me a question. I'll forget all. somebody I'm pressing and then the person will say tabon tabon 
table means okay, okay, okay. So then I will start. I will start. Você, você deve entregar sua vida para Jesus. Jesus Cristo é seu Salvador. Você deve receber ele para seu coração. Ele vai mudar sua vida. Then I will be talking. The person will say, then I will ask. Você quer aceitar Jesus na sua sua coração? They say, sim. Sim means yes. I want to receive Jesus into my heart. Then I will say, repeat it as a palavra deposit me. Repeat these words after me. Diga, Senhor Jesus. Repeat, repeat after me. Senhor Jesus. Obrigado por hoje. Obrigado pela sua misericórdia. Eu te convido para meu coração. Venha ficar no meu coração como meu salvador. Meu mestre pessoal. A partir de neste momento, entrega minha vida a ti. Eu sou nascido de novo. Escreva meu nome no livro da vida. Eu pertenço a ti, Jesus, agora e para sempre. Diga amém. This is what has built that church that you see. This is what has built 43 churches and cathedrals and a congregation. Had to press, had to walk with the spirit of Biaso. Nothing comes so easily. Don't tell me that you are just lucky. Don't use luck for me. Do you know what I've been through there? Do you know what I've suffered? Do you know the kind of troubles and problems I've had for the 14 years I've been there? Don't tell me that you, you are lucky. Luck is not associated with us. Come and check my spiritual DNA. And you will see that I am a presser. I am a forcer. I'm just a human being like you, struggling. But I have a spirit of biaso. I don't give up easily. I'm pressing to enter the kingdom. I'm pressing to enter into the next phase of my ministry. I'm pressing. Anything I've ever achieved, I had to press. I had to press. I had to press. I had to press. Without it, you can't. You can't. You, you'll, be, you'll be there. You'll be nothing. You'll be nothing. You look at other people and admire them. But you don't know what they have been through. Pastor Jimmy has been through a lot. To have what you have here. Has been through a lot. He should have given up some time ago. People have made fun of him. People have laughed at him. People have made comments about him. People predicted his failure before he even started the church. But he had to force. Force. Forgetting about those things which are behind. And press forward toward the mark. The high calling. To pay that price. To move on. To the next level. That's what it means. To be a man of Biazo. You will get there in Jesus name. You will never give up in Jesus name. You will press to achieve. The impossible. You will attempt great things for God. Because of the spirit of Biazo. Put your hands together for Jesus. And finally, 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 finally. No, I'm taking my time. Finally. What you must know about Biazo? What's the first key? What you must know about Biazo? What's the first one? No. Every man presses. 
Biazo is necessary because every man who enters in the kingdom is using Biazo. Every man present. Number two. Biazo is the only way. Say the only way. To move the next level of your life and ministry. It's the only way. It's the only way. The price of glory will always remain the same. And nobody can pay it for you. Bible says, carry your cross. You, you take up your cross. Jesus, I have taken my cross. You, you also have a cross to take. Take it. Take it. We can take you to the best school. Your father may even be the principal of that school. But to write the exams and pass, he can't do it for you. You have to force and press. The last one for today. Biazo, ha Biazo. Revelations. Chapter 18, verse 21. Are you being blessed by my message? Yes. Revelation 18, verse, verse, verse 21. Ha, I like it. And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great milestone and cast it into the sea saying thus with violence with Biazo shall the great city Babylon be thrown down and shall be found no more at all. <laughs> Biazo is the only way to overthrow and overcome great enemies. It's the only way to overthrow, to overcome great enemies. He said, with great violence, with great biaso, shall Babylon the great be thrown down and shall be found no more. I had the enemy of language barrier in Mozambique. This is the way I'm rattling the language. I couldn't, I couldn't speak a word. I couldn't speak a word. You see me in the night. I'm studying like a student. I'm studying. You see me studying in the mirror, practicing how to preach in Portuguese. Practicing, practicing. Because I needed to throw down that barrier, that enemy of language barrier. That thing that was going to make me fail and not be able to reach out to the people. I had to use violence. Piazzo. To overthrow down. I had to use it. What enemy are you facing in your life and ministry? Huh? Babylon, the great city. With violence shall be thrown down and shall be found no more. The enemy of financial resources. Why are you not building? Oh, we don't have money. Oh, the people, they are poor. The people, they don't give. The people, they are very some way. Look, everywhere is the same. Stop giving your excuses. Hey, you don't know Kenyans are different. Nobody is different. It's the same devil have entered into people. Yes. You are, you are the one who is laid back. You are lazy. Laziness. You don't want to rise up. 
with your thousands of excuses. Excuses upon excuses. Can't you see that all your excuses are making you nothing? Idleness. Come on. There's so much to do. So much enemies to overcome. These are the sins of your sister. Sodom. Give me Ezekiel 1649. <laughs> we'll come back to the scripture. Behold, this was the iniquity of your sister Sodom. Pride, fullness of bread, and abundance of idleness was in her hand. You see, when you are idle, you are lazy. And you have so many excuses. You become a habitation of devils. Yes. The devil is always looking for a resting place. A body that is at rest, doing nothing. When an unclean spirit is cast out of a man, it goes round seeking for a resting place. You will make yourself busy and overcome enemies. The excuses in your life. Ten reasons why it cannot be done. Why you cannot be a shepherd. Why you can't start a church. Why you cannot be a branch pastor. Why you can't move to a, a, to a remote place to start a new church. Oh. You have to overcome such excuses. They are all enemies. Between you and your dreams are great enemies. Are great mountains. When Zerubbabel wanted to build a church, he was struggling. Then he received a prophetic word from an angel. He said, Zerubbabel, it's not by might. It's not by power. But by my spirit, say the Lord. And he encouraged him. He said, Zerubbabel, the hand that has started this work shall finish it. Who are that, that great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall be made plain. There are mountains that need to be made plain. And to cause a mountain to be made plain, they must be thrown down through violence. Violence in prayer. Prayer? You're talking about prayer? <laughs> Have you prayed 24 hours before? I pray 24 hours before. I wake up from morning 6 a.m. I pray till the next day at 6 a.m. Overthrowing enemies. Yes. Jeremiah 10, 21. For all those of you who are going to be pastors. For the pastors have become brutish and have not sought the Lord. Therefore they shall not prosper and all their flocks shall be scattered. A pastor who doesn't pray, your flocks will be scattered. You won't prosper in the ministry. Your church will not work. You have so much time to watch television, to watch Manchester and Chelsea, this and when they finish Real Madrid and Barcelona, Saturday. You're not a serious pastor. You're not a serious pastor. That's why I say, don't say I'm lucky. Come and find out what I do. Prayer. And fasting. <laughs> when I entered Mozambique, I had to do 21 days of dry fasting. On the 19th day, two days before I ended my fasting, I was praying in my room and the ground opened. Not by imagination. The ground opened and I descended down. Down below the earth. And I entered 
entered a hall like this. Big. Beautiful. And there were three women. Old and beautiful. They were sitting in a chair. They said, young man, this country belongs to us. This is our land. We have been here for more than 1,000 years. We will fight you if you don't go and stop disturbing us. And suddenly, I came back again. My prayers have descended to the deepest and the uttermost part of the land. And they called me for a meeting to warn me. When I had that experience, I knew that it was not going to be an easy situation. But by violence, shall Babylon, the great city, be thrown down. My prayers intensified. My pastors have not prospered. The sheep are scattered. They have become brutish. It's like they have become wasted. Because they don't seek for me. They don't seek. They don't pray. They don't call on me. They don't call on me. They have not sought the Lord. Therefore, they shall not prosper. They will not have a mega church. They will not build. Look. Pastor Jimmy. Intentionally pray for things. God answers prayers. Pray for money. Pray for money. There is nothing that I have in the ministry that I did not pray for. I tell you. And it was all that one of the things Bishop told me. He said, Apache, you know, one day I had a dream and I saw him kneeling and he was praying. And the Lord said, Your father prays and he asks for things. So I was talking to him, he said, Everything he has, he prayed and asked God for it, including buildings, including money. You should see me walking in the Lord. Oh, Lord. Send the ravens. If you could send a raven to send fish to Elijah, send me a raven. Send me someone. I need $10,000 to do this project, to finish slabbing here, to do this, to do this. And God always answered specific prayers. prayers. You always, always. I've never left anything for chance. I pray for things. Even I'm praying for things. I'm praying for things. I'm asking God for things. They have not sought the Lord. Therefore, therefore they shall not prosper. And all the flocks shall scatter. They will not have a big church. I see you seeking the face of God. I see you pressing, pressing in prayer to overthrow down enemies. Enemies. Enemies shall be overthrown through your prayers. Yes. Through your prayers. Personal all nights. Going to places to pray. We were given few weeks to vacate our premises where we were renting. We were paying $700 for a garage. The guy one day called and said, your church is growing. I can see that people are parking cars. I've increased the rent. I've added $500 more. A place that cannot take more than 100 He said, if you can't leave. I said, but we have a contract with you. For two years. We are here. We are here for only one, one year. One Saturday, Sunday morning, I was praying. I'd gotten out to pray around 2 a.m. And I heard the voice of, the, of God. Drive to the church. Drive, drive to church right now. I told my wife, I'm going to church. Oh, why? Why this time? I said, God is telling me to go. I don't know why. So I drove. Ooh. When I got there, 
the owner had come with five strong men and they were chaining the doors of the church with chains and padlocks and was doing that Sunday 2 a.m. and was leaving, traveling South Africa. So he would have come in the morning and the church is locked up. When he saw me, he was, hey, pastor, what are you doing here? I said, you too, what are you doing here? So I called one of my pastors, the one with the gray hair. I called it Peter. This is what to call police, bring police to this place right now. Few minutes, the police were there. And I said, This is our church, this is our meeting place. This man has brought people and they are locking up. We don't have a problem with him. We are rent, we are paid our rent. They asked him, please, you can't do that. Remove it. And if you want them to leave, what does the contract say? Give them three months' notice to vacate the place. So we agreed on that. We roamed around. We wake up from morning. We will move from every corner of Maputo. We won't find a place. And the guy used to laugh at us. I said, you people, you come and beg me. You even beg me to pay, to, 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 to give me more money, but I will not allow you. You won't for your church is finished. We did everything two weeks before we were supposed to vacate the premises. What else? We have been doing so many things, moving up and down. We have not saw the face of God. So I called my pastors and I declared three days of fasting. And I took them somewhere in the bush. There's no place to sleep. You only pray. If you sleep, a snake will bite you. <laughs> oh, yes. I want to be like Jesus. Bible says, and he went into the mountains. Luke says 12. And he prayed the whole night. Where are you going to sleep in the mountains? And there are more snakes in the mountains than anywhere. <laughs> so don't look at me as you are too weird. I'm following my master. They went to the garden of Gethsemane. The whole night they were praying. No place to sleep. You snow, you wake up, you pray. We finished. We went there on Thursday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It was over. They are coming back home. On my way, the same place I've been driving every now and then to church and to my house. I saw people coming out, a crowd. I said, ah, this crowd, could there be a place here? Could there be a church here? I stopped my car. I had not gotten home from, from this, from the prayer, whatever. I asked, I said, I asked somebody, said, who are these, where are they from? So, there's a church here, there's a wedding. I said, church? There's this huge building where when you look at it from outside, uncompleted, it looks so molliganous, very funny. You will not even want to go and ask. So I walked inside and there was a beautiful hall. I said, what? The outside has deceived us. So the pastor was there with his clerical shirt. So I went and said, pastor, is this your church? He said, yes. I said, we are looking for a place to rent. Can we come and share this place with you? He so as a matter of fact, we have been praying and looking for somebody to come and rent, church to come and rent this place. Because we are just about 17 people and we have a smaller hall we can fit in. So we wanted somebody to come and rent here. I said, we are the people you have been waiting for. How much do you want us to pay? He said, name your price. Now, I look at where we were, the garage, that we were paying 
$700. And this big place with offices and toilets and balconies. Name your price. The devil said, you see, you better say $3,000 or $2,000. I said, shut up. I said, $500. He said, bring the money. We rushed and signed a contract. I had not gotten home. As soon as I got home, then I got another call from one of my pastors. He said, this agent is saying that he has found a place you should come and check. I said to him, oh, I've just found a nice place. You shouldn't worry. But God said, go and check that one too. I said, I'm coming to pick you. I picked up the agent. We went to cut the story short. That is the cathedral we, we have. God gave us a place to have our service and a place to prepare to move in permanently in one day. One day. Tell your neighbor with Biazo, I shall overthrow cities. Enemies will come down. Mountains will tumble. Valleys will be exalted. The crooked way shall be made plain. In the name of Jesus. Yes. With Piazzo. Don't give, don't give up so easily. Don't say it's the will of God. It's the will of God. No. 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 Devils. Enemies. They fought me out until they started coming physical. One day I was, I was, I was sleeping. Then I, I heard somebody tapping. I woke up. Just my wife. Frank, Frank. Come, 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 come. I said, what's the problem? What's the problem? I'm Robert. No. What's it? Come and see. Come and see. I looked through my window. We're upstairs like that. I saw witch doctors. I don't know how you call them here. How do you call them here, pastor? Witch doctors. Sorceress, three of them, enchanters, standing at the entrance of my gate, casting spears and throwing things in the air into my house, powder and things, objects, things. So I looked at it and I told my wife, and Nesta, don't wake me up. I went back to sleep. I said, I will not waste my time. No weapon fashioned against me shall prosper. He that is with me is more than he, they that are with them. I will not pray about it. I like the story of Lester Samuel. The little Lester Samuel. So one day he was sleeping on his bed and he saw Satan physically. He came to his room. And he started pulling his bed. So he woke up and he saw the devil with fireballs in his eyes. He said, Satan, I command you, leave my room now and disappear. So he saw the devil. He could hear his footsteps like running. Then he remembered that his bed was in the corner and the guy pulled it to that side. So he shouted, Devil! Come back now and put the bed back to where it used. And the devil came back. 
the bed and pulled it back to where he just said, now you can go. And he saw the devil running out of his house. That shall be your story. With Piazzo in prayer, you shall overthrow demons and principalities. You shall overthrow the enemies of the cross, the enemies of your soul, the enemies of your ministry. You shall overcome them. You shall overthrow them. Shout amen. Come on, everybody stand to your feet. You don't know the power that is at work in your life. That you are sitting there giving yourself excuses. When the spirit of God is in you, the anointing of the Holy Ghost is upon your life. To achieve the impossible, you are sitting there struggling and complaining. One day I was in the church. Now a witch doctor came inside the church. And he had come to kill me. Another one. So I was ministering like this. Under the power. Suddenly I turned my, my eyes to the corner of the room. And we met eyeball to eyeball. And the Holy Spirit said to that man, he's an evil man. So I turned like this. I said, there's an evil man sitting on this direction. You have made a mistake. You shouldn't have come here. The church was confused and quiet. So I started walking. Shanda, Rabakata, Sata. As soon as I started praying in tongues, the power of God lifted him into the air like that. He fell down. He scattered everybody around. And ran out of the church. And left his shoes and his magical charms. In a, in a plastic bag. Screaming and ran out. I didn't know him. So one of the ladies in the choir came shivering, shivering. He said, Pastor, the man who ran out of the church, I know him. I said, who is he? He said, he's a witch doctor. I said, how did you know him? He said, I used to go to him. for what? She couldn't even speak. He was shaking. He said, I wanted to get married. So somebody asked me to go and see him and he, he gave me chance to attract men. So I said, really? So did you get a man? He said, no. He gave me things to bath and cream to put on my body. And I'll be walking through town thinking that the charm will attract me a husband. He said, I will walk for hours. Nobody will even call. Not even a mosquito will say, come on, baby. So I said, so what happened? He said, then somebody invited me to church and I got saved here. And I decided not to mind this man again. And then one day, he told, he sent a message to some of the person who took it out. That girl thinks that that church is going is powerful. I will come to his church one, her church one day and I will kill her pastor. And show her that her power, her pastor has no power than me. She thought this was a joke. And that was the day the man had come to the church. So as we were talking then, the ashes brought her, his charms and one of his shoes that he had left there. 
I, I, we took pictures. The pictures, are, some of the pictures are even on Facebook. You don't know the power that is at work. Tons. Do you know the power of speaking in tongues? You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. I pray in tongues one hour every day because I had a revelation. One day I had a vision. I was walking the city of Maputo and I was praying. Then suddenly a man met me. He said, young man, you are looking for power. You want power? I will show you where there's real power. I said, there's no real power anywhere. The power that I know is of God. He said, follow me. I followed him. Suddenly he took me to a big hall. The floor was blood. Human organs. Heads. He said, this is where people come for powers. And I saw a big altar with a huge being making sacrifices with blood everywhere. When I entered the church from the back of the church, the person saw me. He said, hey, what do you want here? Arrest him. Before I could run away, four strong men came and arrested me. Help me. You guys. They pulled me. Brought me. And they they put me on, on, on top of the altar. Huge altar. And they tied my hands with fetters, chains. And the man said, you are finished. We will slaughter you for sacrifice. And I was lying there. And something said, pray in tongues. So, I started. Shabarakarabo. As soon as I started, Shakarababo. A wind entered the room. All the blood on the floor, the floor, everywhere was blood. It dried up. When I saw it, I said, hey! Small towns, look at what is happening. I increased my velocity. The roof of the building disappeared into thin air. Suddenly the chains fell off. All the people in the room disappeared. It's like rapture. And I was left alone. And I woke up. When I woke up, the Lord told me, I just wanted to show you the power of this thing called speaking in tongues. This thing called speaking in tongues. I just wanted to, you to know. You to know. Yes. Pastors, start your day with speaking. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. The Lord showed me. That's what that man, when I turned, I spoke in tongues. He, scream, he screamed and jumped into the air and fell down. You don't know what you have. You don't know. That's what Paul said. I pray in tongues more than you all. I pray in tongues. I know how to pray in tongues, but I pray in tongues. He does speak it in tongues. Speak it in a new language. Yes. Have it in the spirit. He speak it mysteries. Mysteries. Unseen things. Things are happening. So when I say speak in tongues, and you understand what you are doing, you don't stand there and say you are chewing gum. Can you speak tongues? I begin to speak some tongues. I tell you, something is happening. Begin to speak some tongues. Rianda zinka bonka te kande, rinda banda re. 
Something is happening in the realms of the spirit. You are speaking mysteries. No man understands you. In the realms of the spirit. I see ah, obstacles are coming down. Yes, Cities are being thrown down. Enemies are fleeing. Your enemies are fleeing. They are surrounding us. They are giving up on you. They are paving the way for you. A great door and effectual is open unto you. But there are many adversaries. But through violence, through your prophetic prayers, through your biotic prayers, my adversaries are giving way. They are fleeing. They are running away. You are moving on to the next phase of your life. Who said you will never run away? Who said you will never be a pastor? Who said your ministry will not grow? Who said you cannot build? Who said you cannot prosper? Who said you cannot break through? Listen, listen, listen. Give me this scripture. I have a prophetic word for the, for the church. 
Nehemiah 4, 7. Pastor Jimmy, because of this great thing you are doing, you are going to have a lot of enemies. But you overcome all of them. Nehemiah, Nehemiah 4, 7. But it came to pass when Sambalad and Tobiah and the Arabians and the Ammonites and the Ashdodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were made up and that the breaches began to be stopped. They were very angry. What you are doing has stirred up demonic agents as we're praying, I saw three huge creatures with an angry countenance. And the Holy Spirit whispered the scripture. When they heard that such a great and a mighty cathedral is being built to save the souls of men, they were very angry. Then in verse 8, he said, and conspired all of them together to come to congratulate you. To fight against Jerusalem and to hinder it. This building can be finished in the next three years. But the enemy can fight it frustrated before I realize you are taking years. But I like what Nehemiah did. You see, they all came together. Evil spirit from different locations of Nairobi and Kenya have conspired. I'm speaking prophetically. I saw it. I saw it. Verse 9. Nevertheless, say nevertheless. We made our prayers unto our God and set a watch against them day and night because of them. Pastor Jim, you must have people who pray every day just for the project. Their work is to pray for project. Set up people. Day and night. Just for the project. Just for the project. For the speed, for the resources. For you to be built. They all came together. Together. Sambala, Tobia, Arabians, Ammonites, Astrodites. They conspired. Spiritual conspiracy. And they had only one aim. To fight and to hinder the war from being built. But say, nevertheless, nevertheless, we made our prayer. We didn't pray for only one day or two days. Day and night, we set our watch. He said, until this thing is built, we are not going to relax. The devil must be tired before you are tired. You run through every troop 
David said in Psalm 18 verse 29 he said by thee I shall run to the truth and by my God I shall leap over the walls lift up your hands Father in the name of Jesus stir up a reviver a biazo spirit Not the scripture. It's Psalm 1829. A biazo spirit. A violent spirit. Come on. I hear the sound of a bubbling of a river. It's a river of the spirit. It's a river of the spirit. A violent spirit. A spirit that will wake you up in the middle of the night. And wage a good warfare against your enemies. To overthrow thrones and dominions and principalities. To crash down Sambalas and Tobias. And the enemies that are against your building of your life, your ministry, your family, your marriage, your relationship. Father, I thank you for tonight. For this violent spirit that you are releasing deep into the souls and the people of God. I pray, Lord, set this fire ablaze in their soul and in their spirit. Some of you from tonight, <laughs> you will not set up any alarm. The Holy Ghost, this spirit will wake you up. You may go to bed when you sleep, you wake up at 6 a.m. You sleep at 12 midnight. Before you after 30 minutes, you are awake and the sleep has disappeared. Because of the spirit. When you wake up and you can't sleep, don't say, I am suffering from sleeplessness. I need to take some pills. I need to see a doctor. The spirit is what has stirred you up in the spirit. And it's waking you up to rise up to pray, to set your watch and pray day and night because of them. Receive that spirit in the name of Jesus. Receive that spirit. Walk in that spirit. Flow in that spirit. Experience that spirit. The Piazzo spirit. The Piazzo spirit. The violent spirit. The forcing spirit. In the name of Jesus. Say for by thee. Say it after me. For by thee. I shall run through the troops. I shall run through the troops. And by my God. And by my God. I will leap over. I will leap Somebody over. Somebody leap over. I will leap you over. You are leaping over. I'm leaping over. Every wall of limitation. Every wall of limitation. You are leaping over. I'm leaping by over. By your God. By my God. You are leaping over. I'm leaping Financial over. Financial problems. Financial problems. Marital problems. Marital problems. Difficult problems. Difficult problems. You are leaping over. I'm leaping over. Over demons. Over demons. Over principalities. Over principalities. Over scorpions. Over scorpions. Over serpents. Over serpents. By God. By God. You are leaping over. I'm leaping over. 
bubbling over. And by the spirit of Biazo, the spirit you of are throwing Biazo, down I'm throwing the down. grace city of Babylon. The grace city of Babylon. No more. Shall be in no more. Jesus mighty in name. Jesus mighty Shout name. Amen. Amen. Let me hear your loudest amen. Amen. Somebody make some noise. Woo! Let me hear your loudest scream. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why don't you lift up your hands and thank God for what he has done for us tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Please don't walk out when I'm talking. Don't. You should wait for us to finish, please. Open your mouth and thank him. Thank you, Jesus. Forget about your neighbor. Thank you, Lord. And just spend some time thanking him. Oh, we worship you, Lord. We give you thanks. We bless you, Lord. Thank you for what you have done for us.
We bind Satan and his works. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. To our new season, we are pulling through into our new season. We are breaking through into our new season. Oh yes, thank you, Jesus. We love you, Master. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Somebody shout, Amen. Amen. Wow. On your way down, clap your hands for Jesus. Beautiful. Beautiful. What can we say? Huh? What what can you say about that? Hey. Wonderful. You know, I was when it was preaching, I'm just saying, God has given me great friends. Because such an anointed man of God.